they're flagrant. And yet they're still friends. It's the Flagrant Friends Podcast. Bringing you your NBA news. right it is on today it is another week of nba news brought to you by brewing company <laughs> <laughs> i was i was hoping i was hoping you'd say your name there pristine auction uh one of the sponsorship pending any one of the 47 sports betting sites that i bet on weekly? absolutely no, yes um fill in the blank but hey, it's Steve, it's Ben, it's the Stage Left Lounge, and you have a special treat this week because, yes, we're here now, Tuesday night as we're doing this, whether you listen to this really late Tuesday night or during Wednesday or, or whenever you listen to it, but also, it's Selection Sunday. That this is Sunday. correct. And yes, we do the NBA here national games and all that stuff here at flagrant friends but let's be honest with everybody everybody fills out a bracket it doesn't matter if you've watched a thousand college games or zero college games you fill out a bracket you know you do whether it's a five dollar pool at the office whether it's big money whether it's just between family and friends for bragging rights you know you fill out a bracket so why not after the brackets are released at six o'clock ish on CBS, why not jump in and join us for a live show on Sunday night, right, Ben? Yep. We're all going to fill out a bracket. That is the idea. So we are all going to fill out a bracket. We are going to have some special guests that will be joining us, possibly some blasts from the past, <laughs> if you will, uh, possibly some new faces. That is a possibility. Catch us on a Sunday at, we decided a time yet? I don't know that we've decided a time. The brackets are out at 6. So we, can, we can go at 7. I think I have no problem with that. Yeah, I think 7 is probably when we're going to go. I think 7 o'clock is good because that way you're going right from the Selection Sunday special. And then click right on over. Listen to us. Watch us. Not that you can see us, but you listen to us. You can send in your thoughts. Yep. We will have live comments. Yep, you'll have live comments. So you can send in your thoughts. Talk about your best upset, your highest seed that you think is going to go out first. All, all that fun stuff. We're going to do all that, all of that on Sunday, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And it's going to be special. Uh, the part, we're, we're in the start of the best week and a half-ish of my sports life right now because I actually love conference championship week because for those non-major conferences, if you want to call it BCS conferences, Power 5 conferences, whatever you want to call it, those those conferences that know that their only way to get in is to win the conference tournament yeah. and get that automatic bid. Right. I just love the excitement. I love the energy. It's just, it's so much fun to watch. So I love the conference tournament week. 
and then the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. That's the best 10 days, two weeks for me in the sports calendar. So we're in it right now. I love it. I'm excited about it. We have games tonight that we watch. Cleveland State um, beat Oakland to get in in the horizon. Gonzaga and BYU are playing as we speak. So it's, it's just – we and both of those teams happen to be in. But, you know, I, I love the winner you're – you know, winning you're in, lose you go home. Love the excitement. Love the energy. It's going to be a great next week and a half or so. Absolutely. Let's get straight into our main topic, shall we? Uh, we got a quick wrap-up real quick because we actually just got some major news on the wire. So real quick, what's your wrap-up of the All-Star game? This last weekend. Yeah, on Sunday night, Team LeBron won 170 over 150 over Team Durant. Not that Durant played. Giannis Abadakumbo, MVP, went 16 for 16, 35 points, 7 rebounds in 19 minutes. He was plus 17 when he was on the court. Steph Curry, who won three-point contest with Steph Curry, he had 28 points in 22 minutes. He was plus 17. Chris Paul. Played at his age, played 31 minutes in the All Star game. Six points, eight rebounds, great, and 16 assists. Wow. And he was plus 26. Pretty in a, impressive. In a game that they won by 20 in the All Star game. Pretty impressive. LeBron almost making like you're the player slash coach slash GM here. Only played 13 minutes. Obviously, it's not important for him. I understand it. I get it. But in a game that they won by 20. He was minus three in the plus minus in his mm. 13 minutes that he was out there. Kind of weird. On the other side, Bradley Beal had 26. He was good. Only minus five in his 31 minutes. Jason Tatum, 17 minutes, scored 21 points, and was plus seven in a game that they lost by 20. So Jason Tatum balled out. Props to him. And James Harden. Yeah, he had 21 points in 32 minutes. But kind of the James Harden of old, old as in he was a minus 23 in 20, in 32 minutes that wow. he scored 21 points. So you're like, hey, I'm going to get mine, but everybody else is also going to get theirs. Yeah. Now, of course, it doesn't matter. It's not important. Also, really quick mention, uh, Anthony Simmons won the dunk contest, which they need to do something with the dunk contest. Yeah, that's, it's that's for it was day. It, just, yeah. it was just not. They they need to do something. Yeah, and then Sabonis winning the skills competition. You know, shout out to the bigs, and and this is probably the best news. We'll talk about it in a second when we get to their their game. But obviously, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons did not play because of contract contact tracing with their barber testing positive. But there was, besides that, with them not playing, but there was no positive COVID test during All-Star Weekend, which is a positive because a lot of talk of whether they should play it or not. So that's positive that there at least there was no positive test. But, you know, we thought Team LeBron was better on paper. They turned out to be better. You know, great for Giannis going 16 for 16 with 35 points in 19 minutes, winning the MVP, winning me some money, so I appreciate that. And, <laughs> you know, so... All in all, it's for the fans. It's an entertainment. It's an exhibition. We got it over with. Let's get everybody back healthy, and let's have a good, strong end to the season. And straight off the presses, straight off the presses, we have a list. Shall you announce it? 
Yeah, the the uh, finalists the for the finalists. Uh, for the Hall of Fame. Now, just keep in mind. Now, the James Day Smith National Hall of Fame, National Basketball Hall of Fame. So it's not necessarily just what you did. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame or the College Hall. It's the James Day Smith Basketball Hall of Fame. So you will have some coaches in there. You'll have some international players in there. You'll have some some females in there who have definitely had it, like Lauren Jackson this year. Yolanda Griffin this year, uh, foreshadowing a few names. Just some people who have had good careers and deserve it. You'll have some college coaches, Jay Wright, and another name. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, a, a decent list for the yeah. 14 finalists. I think there's a few people that you think have to get in, but you just wonder, hey, is it their year? Is it not their year? Um you know, if you want to go ahead, we'll you know we'll give you the list now. This just broke this evening, so we haven't really digested it. So it's more kind of off the cuff of our thoughts, but still. All right, here we go. First off, we got Ricky. Rick. I was gonna say you're you're going Ricky on me. Yeah. Ricky, R- I know Rick. Rick Alleman, yeah, Rick Alleman. Yeah. <laughs> Long time, long time coach of the Blazers. We were just, you know, why you I know, said Ricky. We we were just talking about Ricky, uh, uh, Dolphins player. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Yeah. That's right. We were speaking, just talking. Sp- speaking about pristine yeah. auction. <laughs> pristine auction. Dot com. Advertising pending. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But yeah, no. So the let's we'll just talk about the bigger the 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 main names. You you do have Rick Allen. You have. Uh, let Andrews, you got Chris Bosch, you got Michael Cooper, Yolanda Griffin, Tim Hardaway, Lauren Jackson. Yeah, let's get straight to the big name. Marquise, Marquise Johnson, Paul Pierce, Bill Russell, Marina Staley, Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, Jay Wright. Now, I know I just said ben, Bill Russell, and you're going to say, wait, isn't Bill Russell in the Hall of Fame? Yes, you're absolutely right. He is in the Hall of Fame as a player. But this is for This is as a coach. coach. This is yeah. as a coach. Now, if, you, if you're not old enough to know that who – well, if you don't know who Bill Russell is, please – Stop right now and Google him. But um, if you're not old enough to know that, besides playing and winning 11 championships in 13 years, the last two he actually won as player coach after Red Auerbach retired. And without getting into too many things and go down a different path because we're trying to focus just on basketball, obviously, Boston was, and we can argue if it still is. I know David Ortiz a couple of years ago said it still is, but we won't get into that again boston was an extremely racist city so for bill russell as an african-american male to be the first african-american coach to win an nba championship and to win two as a player coach so this is this is kind of giving him his props as a coach obviously he's already in as a player he's one of the all-time greats 11 and 13 years can't be touched he's got a gold medal he's got national championship at san francisco that's right. He won a national championship at San Francisco in the NCAA. Okay, when's the last time you heard about San Francisco in college basketball? But yeah, <laughs> that's how great Bill Russell was. Will Chamberlain averaged over fifty points and over twenty rebounds a game. Oscar Robinson averaged a triple double in, in that in the same exact season, and neither one of them won the MVP. Bill Russell did. Okay, that's how great Bill Russell was. Ben Wallace is an interesting one here in Michigan, yeah. obviously. I was going to say, let's get let's get straight yeah. to the big name. <laughs> offensively challenged, obviously, a little bit. But great defensively. Obviously, won a championship. 
got to another one, lost the game seven in the Spurs the following year. He, I think he will eventually get in. Don't get mad at me if you are listening to this and you're a Pistons fan because I'm a Pistons fan too. I don't think he gets in this year. What? I, I think I think eventually he will get in. Obviously, he's a great defensive player. They had a great run. He was a part of a Pistons team that went to six straight Eastern Conference Finals, two straight Finals, all, all, you know, all that stuff. I don't think he gets in yet. Chris Webber yeah. deserves to be in. Chris Webber's numbers were great. If you didn't know how good those Kings teams were that he was on, you need to do some research. Like, Chris Webber deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He needs to be in. Now, Chris Bosh is an interesting one, too, because, again, he's got the two championships when he was on the Heat. But you forget before he joined the Heat where he basically became a standstill, stand-in-the-corner three-pointer when Wade and LeBron weren't doing their thing. Chris Bosh was like a 25-12 and 12 guy in Toronto with literally no help. He absolutely should get in and probably will. And name-wise, he might get in right away. Michael Cooper was a great defender for the for the Lakers. He was a great player for the Lakers. I don't know if it's his time yet or not. Eventually, he'll get in. Tim Hardaway, I was actually just talking about this last night on the NBA carousel with the, the, the Warriors with Run TMC with Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, and, and Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen and Mitch Richmond are both in the Hall of Fame. Tim Hardaway is not yet the killer, cl- Chris, the killer crossover. Tim Hardaway will get in. Will he get in this year? I don't know. Female-wise, Laura Jackson, a thousand percent book her. Laura Jackson is in the Hall of Fame. She needs to be in the Hall of Fame. If you don't know, find out. Yolanda Griffin has a chance. She might get it. But Laura Jackson, a hundred percent, needs to be in this year. Now, Paul Pierce, the truth, Paul Pierce, he's a Hall of Famer. There's no question. And I think, of course, again, name-wise, I think he gets in right away as well. And Jay Wright, coach for Villanova, won some national championships. I think it might be his year. I think Jay Wright, Chris Weber, Bill Russell as a coach, Paul Pierce, Lauren Jackson, and Chris Bosh. I think those six have the best chance. After that, Timmy Hardaway, Ben Wallace, Rick Alleman, and Michael Cooper, and Yo Griffin are, are my next five, if you will. But, but I think... Chris Bosh, Lauren Jackson, Paul Pierce, Chris Weber, Jay Wright, and Bill Russell as a coach. I think those six have the best chance. I'll be shocked if there's not some combination of them in the Hall of Fame here before it's all said and done. Uh, sounds like a great, exciting Hall of Fame race. For yeah, sure. I mean, all in all, a pretty good list, really. I mean... There's not that big, 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 big name. I guess Paul Pierce. I mean, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce thinks he's a big name. He's a good player. He's not a top yeah. 15 player of all time or top 20 player of all time, which I think he thinks he is. But he is a great player, and he's going to get in. But, yeah, good li- good list all in all. But, uh, and again, and I'm not a LeBron fan, but let's be, let's be honest. Chris Bosh came in in the same draft class as LeBron James. And Chris Bosh is already Hall of Fame eligible because he's been out of the league that long, and LeBron is still going. So that's right. very impressive. But, yeah, Bosh gets in, too. But, but yeah, not, not a bad list. Not a bad list. And it, it, it's nice that we had something to talk about because 
this week is kind of interesting after the All-Star game because we don't have as many nationally televised games as we normally do earlier in the week. Normally, we're watching a game on Tuesday night as we're recording this. Now we're watching college, which I'm fine with, but, you know, we have different games here with one game Wednesday, doubleheader Thursday, doubleheader Friday, but on different, you know, more NBA TV games and all that stuff, so... It's a little bit of a different week, so you know we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. Yeah, let's get straight into it. In fact, on Wednesday we have one game, only one game on national TV, and it is 8:30 p.m. We have the 18 and 14 San Antonio Spurs and the 18 and 16 Dallas Mavericks. I believe, if I can quote you, I believe last time you said. This is the last time that we will see the Spurs <laughs> on national TV. Yeah. You were wrong, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I really was. Because this game is actually for the, for the division lead. Uh, the, the Mavs are one game back. 18-14 and 14 versus 18-16. and 16. Luka's obviously been Luka, you know, 28-8-9. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. has been great with 16 points a game. You know, Pazigas KP has been great with 20 and 8. Spurs did not have an all-star representative, you know, besides DeMar DeRozan getting 25 and 7. You know, Murray's been great. Aldridge has been kind of, you know, whatever. Hold on. Excuse me. It's just allergies, I promise, guys. I'm fine. Um, and they He's got ha- the COVID, people. <laughs> no, he does no, not. Just allergies. I'm fine. Um... But the Spurs, if you look at their roster, they should not be where they are, which is right in the mix of in the playoffs. And, you know, Pop's obviously a great coach, so kudos to him. The battle for Texas, if you will. Uh, This is a big game. This is a really big game. And I'll tell you what. I think the Spurs are going to get this done. I, I, I really do. And, you know, the Mavs have been playing a little bit better of late. But, you know, give me give me Popovich all day, every day, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with the Spurs on this one. Next up, we have a Thursday doubleheader on TNT. We first have the 7.30 p.m. We have the 19 and 17 Boston Celtics. At the 24 and 13 Brooklyn Nets. Shwanda, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so the Nets are sitting here just a half game out of first in the 76ers. Boston's four and a half back. They're, they're, Kemba Walker for the Celtics starting to get a little bit healthy. You got Tatum and obviously Jalen Brown. But the Nets are doing this all without Kevin Durant. He's going to get back soon. Then they just signed Blake Griffin. Who Blake Griffin has not been Blake Griffin for the last year, well, a couple years really. But the Pistons, Pistons fans know that, like us. But his 12 points and five rebounds a game, I have this strange feeling that he's gonna, you know, on 36% shooting and 31 from three and 71 from seven from free throw line. He hasn't played since February 12th because they were having him sit out until they found a trade partner for him, or then they just ended up releasing him. He was owed a lot, a lot of money. But the Nets have won 10 of their last 11 after losing four, four out of five before that. Now they just add Blake Griffin. There's, there's talk they're going to add 
Andre Drummond too. But all these names and all this fun, it's all flash. It's all great. And obviously it's great. Harden, Irvin, blah, blah, blah. There's two players that are the key to the Nets' success in doing what people think they're going to do. And that's Joe Harris and Bruce Brown. When Joe Harris and Bruce Brown play well, they will win. When they don't, they won't. The Nets are the better team. They're, they're playing very well right now. You have to like the Nets' chances to winning this game. And I would pre- predict the Nets will win this game. The Celtics need it more, but I think the Nets are better. Whether KD comes back soon or not, it's probably a, a little bit more still out. And he doesn't really have to rush back because Harden has kind of been so good. Uh, so give the Nets the edge of this one. But I, we're assuming that, that Blake Griffin will play. So that's why this game is going to be on national TV. This is why everyone's going to be watching. Hey, what is Blake Griffin going to do? Is he going to be the old Blake Griffin in the Clippers that was like a top five to ten player in the NBA? Or the Blake Griffin that we've seen in the Pistons the last couple of years who was like a 12 points a game role player at best. So, should, I mean, again, they don't need him to be a star, but they do need to get a lift from him. So we'll see. Next up, we have the 10 p.m game on TNT with the 19 and 18 Golden State Warriors at the 24 and 14 Los Angeles Clippers. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this Pacific division, obviously, with the Suns, Lakers, Clippers, all right there. You kind of feel bad for the for the Warriors because if they were in the East with that record, they'd be like the four seed. They've lost three in a row, though. With the All-Star break where they won the th- the previous three games before that. There's been some talk that they're interested in Vic- Victor Oladipo for the Houston Rockets on the trade, possibly. I don't think that happens. I don't see who they have that would make the Rockets want to do that. I mean, hopefully you can't trade James Wiseman. If you're Golden State, please keep him. You don't want to trade him, and any team that wants to trade is going to want James Wiseman. So don't do that. Between Wiseman, Obrey, Wiggins, Looney, Draymond, Steph, Eric Parcell, Besmore, like they have enough to at least make the playoffs. But they have a really tough schedule to start. We're going to talk about a couple of their games here because they play the Clippers, Jazz, and Lakers right off the bat, which is just brutal. And then you have your, your you know, Houston's and Memphis's and that's 76ers, which is tough. But then you have the rest of your East Coast with, with uh, trip with Hawks, Bulls, Heat, Raptors, Hawks. You got to win at least a couple of those games. Steph obviously coming off his performance. You know, he's Steph. You don't worry about him. Kawhi's been great, obviously, over 26 a game. Paul George's been great, over 23 a game. Louis Williams over 12. Marcus Morris over 12. You know, Serge Ibaka over 11. Like, they're, they're a better team. And they actually have a road trip after this with the Pelicans, Mavs twice. And then they go Charlotte, Hawks, and then at Spurs twice before they're at the 76ers and the Bucks. So they have some big games coming up, especially the 76ers and Bucks back-to-back against the East to kind of show your superiority there in the West. So this is a game. The Clippers are a better team, obviously, than the, than the Warriors this year. Gold State needs the win. As much as I would like to pick Gold State, the Clippers are going to win this game because they're the better team. Next up, we got Friday's doubleheader on NBA TV, we have the 8 p.m. The 21 and 15 Denver Nuggets at the 16 and 16 Memphis Grizzlies. What's your thoughts? 
Yeah, maybe I was surprised that the Spurs got another TV game, but I mean, there's some Spurs. You still got Pop. You still got some names. Memphis getting a national TV game is is special. All right. Um, though John Morant, they're they're getting a national TV game because of John Morant. John Morant's amazing. Almost almost averaging eighteen and eight, basically. Uh, they've been really good. Uh, Xavier Tillman, shout out to X, former Forest Hill Central and Grand Rapids Christian, stand out before he went to uh, Michigan State. Xavier Tillman, in his seven games that he started this year, which is great, but he's, he's averaging seven points and like five rebounds a game. So good for X. Like him a lot. Obviously, I've known him for a really long time. So shout out to X always. Denver's just better. They've won four in a row. They're kind of starting to find their, their groove a little bit. Uh, Jokic, obviously, the Joker at 27 11 and nine holes, basically. Murray's been great. Michael Porter Jr. has been great. You give Michigan guys, man, man, Monte Morris, the pride of Flint Beecher slash Iowa State, and now Denver. He's at, you know, basically 11 and 4. They're better. Denver's going to win this game, and I don't know if it's going to be under like 12 to 15 points. So we'll see. But yeah, Denver's going to win this game. Next up, we got the 10 p.m. game with the 16 and 19 Indiana Pacers at the 24 and 13 Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, the you know the Pacers they have some bonus who obviously just won the skills competition. All star, basically a 21 and 11 and six assist guy. Uh, Malcolm uh, Brogan from also for the Pacers, 21 points a game. Miles Turner's been good at over 13 and six. But they've lost five of their last six. They're now a game and a half out of the playoffs in the East, which is saying something because the middle to end of the East is terrible. So that's not good. But the, you know what? Get the Lakers without still without Anthony Davis. They've lost six of their last eight. Like they're still in good position overall. Obviously, they're only you know one game back in the in the Pacific. But they've lost six of their last eight. That's troubling to me. Obviously, when AD plays, he's a you know 23 and nine type of guy. He's been out for a while now. LeBron's been playing way too many minutes, been doing way too much things at his age at 36. You know, Schroeder's been okay. Harrell's been good. Kuz has been good. Speaking of Flint, Michigan, KCP's been okay. But that's the thing for like LeBron's gonna be LeBron. He's gonna get you what he needs to get you. He needs help. Uh, every, the whole oh he could do it without. Nobody can do it without help. It's a, you know, it's a team game. Everybody needs teammates. Everybody needs help. And it, the Lakers, it's all about Schroeder, Harrell, Kuz, and KCP, Caruso, those those type of guys. That determines if they're going to make a run back to the finals and win another championship. Not LeBron. LeBron's going to be LeBron. That's that's not an issue for anyone. It's it's what does everybody else do? It's that time for Game of the Week! And That's right, it is the Games of the Weekend. And we got a lot of them. We do. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's time packed, to get lit. Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, It's a packed list, so let's yeah, get straight we'll do it into quick. it. Yeah, we'll do it we quick. got a New York Knicks. The 19, I should say, 19 and 18 New York Knicks at the 15 and 21 
uh, which I haven't seen this name in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder no at Russell 2 Westbrook, no, I mean, like, no Kevin Durant, like if, no James Harden. Yeah, Oklahoma threw City. Me off. On TV. Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. Yes, yeah, I mean, Saturday afternoon on NBA TV, but still, it's a national TV game. We're going to talk about it real quick. You know, Julius Randle has been great for, for the Knicks at over 23 and 11 a game. RJ Barrett's been really good at over 16. They got Derrick Rose back. They, you know, they got some pieces. Shy, you know, Shy Gills, Alexander, SGA for Oklahoma City has been great with 23, 5, and 6. Al Horford's actually been pretty good. Went to Grand Ledge. Shout out, Michigan. Um, 14 and 6 for him. But yeah, this is definitely one of those, like, really? This is a national TV game? But yeah, it's, it's on NBA TV on Saturday afternoon at 2. If you really need it, a game to watch. Knicks are right in the playoff race in the East again because after the top, you know, three seeds, after Milwaukee, San 76ers in Brooklyn. Everybody else is kind of bunched up. So they're right there. They're the five, I think. They're the five right now, see. But they're right there in that 4-5 matchup at, even at 19-18. They need this win. They're the better team. They need it. They need this win. I think I think they will get it. Uh, Tom Thibodeau should be the coach of the year right now, in my opinion, which we talked about last week. Because, yes, Quinn Snyder's been good with the Jazz, but we knew the Jazz were at least going to be good. You know, Doc Rivers has been great in his first year with Philly. We knew Philly was at least going to be good. Nobody expected the Knicks to be in the playoffs right now, so that's why I give Tim's the uh, the edge of that one. And then the next game. Speaking of teams that we don't think do we need to talk about in this segment, <laughs> the ten and twenty six Detroit Pistons <laughs> and. Detroit basketball at the 21 and 13 Brooklyn Nets at 7 p.m. on NBA TV. Yeah, incidentally, the Pistons actually beat the Nets 122 to 111 a while ago, and that kind of jumpstart the Nets. They had a players-only meeting after that, and they kind of got on their on their high horse and kind of got rolling, and they will roll in this game. The Nets will win by a lot. But this gives me a chance to shout out Jermaine Grant, who's been great for the Pistons at 23.5 points a game. He should win the Most Improved Player Award. And also, let's me shout out former Detroit Consortium High School player, standout, won a state championship before he went to prep school. Then Kansas, Josh Jackson, back home in Michigan, back home in Detroit. He's been playing great, actually. So shout out to Josh, proud of him. But yeah, that's roll. And next we got the 18 and 16 Dallas Mavericks at the 21 and 15 Denver Nuggets. This is 10 p.m. on NBA TV as well. Yeah, we talked about both these teams earlier. Obviously, Luca, joke, you know, the joke is there for Denver. We have you know a lot of talent both ways. Dallas is fun and all they're playing well. Denver's the better team. They're starting to get rolling a little bit. Got to the Western Conference Finals, obviously last year before they lost to the to the uh, Lakers after going behind in both series, 3-1 to one, both to Utah and in the Clippers and coming back on both series down 3-1 to one to win the series in 7 so they, I mean, they're talented, they're battle tested they're going to beat Dallas because they're better but it should be a really fun entertaining game absolutely, next up we got Sunday's games we have the San Antonio Spurs once again on national TV, I just Pointing that out for no reason. I'm just, just coincidence. At the 24 and 12 Philadelphia 76ers, this one is at 6:30 p.m. 
on NBA TV. Yeah, this one's going to be interesting because we'll see. This is not... This is the first time that we've got to talk about the 76ers today. And, I mean, we briefly mentioned it. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid did not play the All-Star game because of contact tracing. Their barber tested positive. They're not playing Thursday in their first game. Ben Simmons will definitely not be playing Friday, they announced already. Now, this is Sunday afternoon. Well, evening, 6.30 Eastern. Will they be back? If they're both back, I like the 76ers' chances. If neither one of them are back, I like the Spurs' chances. If just it means back, eh, I think 76ers still get it done. If just Simmons is back, I think the Spurs get it done. So this will be kind of fun of who actually is playing. Way to play Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Completely neutral. <laughs> Next up, we got the 24-14 and 14 Los Angeles Clippers at the 15-21 and 21 New Orleans Pelicans. This one's on at 9 p.m. on ESPN. Yeah, on Espen on Sunday night. On and, Espen. And, and again, the Pelicans, we've said this before, we'll say it again. The Pelicans are, are, national, the Pelicans are on national TV so much because of Zion Williamson. Yeah. You know, Brandon Ingram's been great at over 23 a game. You know, Lonzo Ball's been good with, with uh, 14 and 6. Well, 5 and a half. But this is Zion. And Zion's at 25 and 7 himself. It's the star appeal. People want to see Zion Williamson. That's why they're on this game. Clippers are better. They're going to roll. They need to roll. And they will roll. Yeah. And next up, we got the game of the weekend. The ultimate. The magnificent March 13th at 4 p.m. on NBA TV. Yes. We have the 27 and 9 Utah Jazz. At the 19 and 18 Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and the Jazz have been playing great. But right before the All Star break, they lost their last two. They actually lost three of their last four. Which is just kind of odd because before that, they won 19 of their last 22 before that. So, like, right. that's how well they were playing before that. Jordan Clarkson, we talked about before, should be the 6th Man of the Year Award winner at 17 a game. Obviously, Mike Conley was was named as an all-star replacement. He's a 16, almost 6 guy. Donovan Mitchell's been great. The, I mean, the, Jazz, the Gobert should be the defensive player of the year. Like, the Jazz are loaded. They're good. They're better than the Warriors. The reason why this is the game of the weekend is I want to see on national TV, on NBA TV at 4. If Steph Curry just kind of goes off, or do, do they kind of need to switch gears and be like, you know what? Maybe we don't want to be the seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs. Let's just kind of tank and get a lottery pick and, and kind of come back when Clay comes back and, and kind of regroup. Like I said, they start with Clippers, Jazz, Lakers. That is a, because by the way, we're talking about this game as the game of the weekend. On Monday, they turn around on the 15th. On Monday, they turn around and play the Lakers on ESPN. After the Knicks and Nets, by the way. And then the Tuesday, we have Jazz, Boston, and Pelicans, Portland. Uh, before we meet, well, Tuesday night on the 16th is when we'll meet with you again. But we got games there to talk about, too. So, a lot of national games later in the week. But yeah. not, the nor- not the normal 
not the normal Wednesday doubleheader, set. Thursday doubleheader. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's gotta gotta be different here, but the Jazz are better. It's a brutal start for the for the for the Warriors with Clippers, Jazz, Lakers. If they can win one of those three games, that would be huge for them. I just don't know which one of those three games is going to be because they're all hard. So it's going to be really, really, really tough. But, you know, one of those games, maybe Steph's just going to drop a 40-burger and, and they're going to win. Who knows? Absolutely. Time will tell. Speaking of time will tell, well, that brings us to a close. You don't have to be too sad because we'll be back Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. What was that from? That was like a commercial back in the day. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, I feel like it was like the a monster truck story. Yeah, yeah like, like a like, monster yeah. truck yeah. rally or something like yeah. that. Yep. But we'll just be here Sunday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to talk about NCAA basketball, the brackets. Absolutely. We're going to have a crap ton of information for a year. We're going to break down hardest regions, easiest regions, what high seed's going to lose first, best, best Cinderella, all of that literally in real time because we're going to get the brackets the same time you did as they're announced at 6 o'clock, and then we're going to get on, on here on 7, and we're just going to give you a plethora of knowledge. A plethora of knowledge. Yeah, and it's going to be fan Fabutastic. The Flagrant Friends podcast is hosted and directed by Benjamin W. Rose with sports analysis from Steve Schwanda. Flagrant Friends is recorded live at the Stage Left Lounge recording studio. Join us next week for more NBA news 